Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the WCPO High School Insider Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Dyer. We are live at the Fairfield Chick-fil-A here at 6305 South Gilmore Road in Fairfield. And uh, we are talking high school football today, our fourth special preseason high school football podcast this week. If you missed any of our episodes earlier in the week, be sure to check out WCPO.com for all the teams that we've highlighted across the tri-state this week. And again, we want to thank Chick-fil-A owner and operator Daryl Nelson here at the Fairfield location for all the hospitality and setup. This is our first time here at the Fairfield Chick-fil-A and uh, really appreciate this opportunity to highlight a couple of high school football teams from the area, Fairfield and Winton Woods. And we're going to talk to both coaches and a couple of the players here in just a little bit. I want to remind everybody this High School Insider podcast is presented by our local Chick-fil-A restaurants where the winning play is always chicken. Download the app today for easy ordering. And uh, before we get going here, I want to give a shout out to uh, producer Brian Neese for all his work this week on the podcast. Uh, we've done, uh, this is our fourth podcast, as I mentioned, and uh, you know, it, it's one of those things where it makes it just look like uh, I show up and uh, start speaking into the microphone, but it's clearly not that. Brian is here early and really want to appreciate all his efforts uh, for putting this together. We also have a couple of WCPO staffers here and sports intern Adam Duell, who's been instrumental in our high school football coverage. And uh, another colleague of mine who sits next to me here at the WCPO office, Marshall Kramsky, who just joined us here in May. So thank you guys and uh, welcome to the podcast here. Thanks, let's get rolling. Let's go. We have, uh, as I mentioned, Fairfield coach Jason Krause and Wenton Woods coach Chad Murphy. And, um, you know, I kind of did this here uh, three previous times this week, kind of a conversation starter as it were. And I I had a question all typed out, written and ready to go on my script today. But then uh, I was talking to Coach Krause just a few minutes ago and didn't realize the connection between these two coaches that Coach Murphy was an offensive coordinator for uh, Coach Krause here at Monroe High School back in 2005. And kind of curious, talk about your report, Coach Krause, I guess, just uh, what was Coach Murphy like as an OC back then? And uh, what was it like working with him and now seeing all his success as a head coach? Uh, at that time, obviously a young, fiery coach, um, knew a lot of offense. And, you know, at that time, I told a lot of people at that time that um, he was going to be a great coach. He had a lot, a lot of future in front of him, was the hardest working coach on the staff. Um, I can just remember going to his house and his little chair in the corner, he had stacks and stacks of papers and stuff he'd draw up and read. And um, it's like, I mean, he lived it and breathed it and um, – you know, I, you, just, you just knew at that time he was going to be a, a really good one. What was the boss man like, Coach Murphy? Oh, he was great. He was, he was great. We, we had a lot of great times. Uh, we, we got a program going that, that had struggled for a long, long time. And, you know, I think as a coach, you know, there's a lot of lessons in that, too, going through some adversity, you know, I think makes you, makes you better in the long run. And, you know, he was a great boss. You know, I had known him, obviously, from, from, from when I was younger. And, and Coach's dad was, was obviously kind of a iconic in, in the area as well. So I, I felt like, you know, I think it's very important, you know, starting out to, to, to work for some good people. And we, we had some great times, nonetheless. I'm going to highlight each of your teams, as I mentioned here, but uh, my kind of overarching question for both of you is uh, what's the best advice you've received as a high school football coach, whether that be a head coach or as an assistant? I know, Coach Krause, this is uh, your 26th year. I'm, I'm kind of curious, uh, you know, maybe it's come from multiple coaches over the years, but what have you learned the most, I guess, is uh, you've kind of stayed the course throughout your career? Um, you know, I think it probably goes back to my dad and, and not so much advice, but just watching him and his interaction as a head coach and, you know, I think being a head coach, the most important thing about it is your relationships 
with the kids that you coach. Um, the relationships are going to last forever. Um, you know, we still talk to our Monroe kids. Um, I think Coach Murphy and I talked last night. We're going to go back to a, an event for Monroe football team in October probably. Um, but I think it starts with those relationships. Um, you know, our job, at least the way I perceive it, isn't about winning football games on Friday nights. I know we all want to do that. Sure. But uh, getting these guys um, ready for, for lifelong journeys is really the biggest thing. And that's probably the best advice I ever received. And, you know, I've heard that from multiple head coaches. And, and I've said a lot of times I wish that I had spent more time as an assistant than I was – able to do you know I was only an assistant for three years my entire career and and I'd like to have, have maybe had the chance to learn under some different guys and, and some different things but um, you know it's been good and um, I, I think that's the best thing I've that I can talk to my young coaches about coach Murphy what about you I, I just think uh, you know probably just just the work the, the work that's involved you know what I mean there we, we don't clock in and clock out you know what I mean I Coach, like you said, he's been a head coach a long time. I've been, I think this is year 11 or 12 for me as a head coach. And, you know, just the, you know, it's nonstop. You know, literally, you got to put your phone away, you know, things like that, because it's, it's, there's no set hours. You know what I mean? Kids need this and that throughout the day. And we're there because of the relationships. You know, some coaches might be able to turn them phones off and, and things like that. But I've always been the kind of guy that, you know, I'm, you know, if the guys are in need, you know what I mean? There is no, it doesn't matter the time. So I, I think the work ethic, the, the work behind, the scenes you know what I mean it's uh, just like as a, as a player you know if you got some talent that's great you know but you, you still got to put in the work and I think I've carried that over probably my dad probably learned the biggest piece of that just the work ethic of what it takes to be successful whether you have talent as a player or maybe as a coach you, maybe you have a little bit more more uh, offensive mind or defensive mind than others you, it's still the work that you got to put in you know what I mean and so just just tried to you know, people throw that word grind around a lot, but, but I kind of chuckle to myself sometimes because, you know, I guess my definition and some other people's definition of grind is a little different, but I, I just think the, the, the work it, is, it takes to be successful, you know what I mean? And, and you know, I, I, I've been in the, the peaks and the valleys. I've been in the peaks and the valleys, you know what I mean? Before Coach Krause got to Monroe, they were really, really bad, you know what I mean? They hadn't had a winning season. They, they had split from, like, the Middletown School District and all that back in the day, and so, so there was a lot of adversity. But I, I, I've learned a lot. I've learned, you know, most of the things that, that, that I use to this day probably in, in those tough years. I, I've learned more in those tough years than I have in those good years, you know what I mean? I know you told us in an interview uh, this week, actually, about uh, this has been the busiest offseason for you, maybe as a coach yep. coming off the state title. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. But uh, I'm going to highlight Fairfield here in just a second. I want to remind everybody this High School Insider podcast is presented by our local Chick-fil-A restaurants, where the winning play is always chicken. Go for the extra point with a side of their macaroni and cheese today. And as I mentioned, uh, 26th year for Coach Jason Krause overall, 12th year at Fairfield. And uh, I know a lot of uh, great expectations uh, for the Indians this season. Uh, Coach, I know you brought along a couple of your players, senior linebacker KV Bivens and also senior center Dalton Davis to my right here. Uh, both players were all GMC last year. And uh, Coach, uh, I guess just maybe give us a general impression of uh, your team this preseason and what you like most about uh, Fairfield. Well, obviously, I think it starts with our senior leadership. Um, it's a really good class for us. I think we're at 28 seniors in that class. Um, we didn't graduate a whole bunch when you look at our roster last year. A lot of guys that got experience uh, last year um, had a playoff win. So, you know, those were those are big things for us and and the expectations that kind of preceded uh, the season. You know, all off season, I think these guys have been working to keep playing. 
uh, week after week. When we get into postseason, that's kind of the goal, and and they've worked for it. I think then you look at um, you know the, the quarterback situation. Obviously, as a high school program, it's super important to have a guy in that position, and and we've got a kid that's a two-year starter. This is going to be his third year, and he's just going to be a junior. So uh, I think what Coach Murphy talked about, like you learn more in those tough times. Towns freshman year, we took some lumps, and um, we had to be willing to do that. And um, now it's paying dividends. You know, I think the stuff he's learned and the way he's progressed is really going to pay off uh, for this season. And, and, you know, between the senior class and, and that leadership and, and development of him, I think uh, we expect a lot of good things. Junior quarterback Talon Fisher going to be a three-year starter. What has he really added to his repertoire, would you say, this offseason? I think, you know, he, he – if if you looked at him as a freshman and sophomore, I think everybody just kind of knew he was just a runner. He was an athlete, couldn't really make the throws, couldn't really make the reads. I think that's where he has developed. Um, you know, he's developed into learning how to, to make those reads and understand defenses and, and really has become a really good thrower. You know, I think he's going to surprise a lot of people this year when they see him throw the football and, and, and the things we're going to do offensively with him. Um, I think it's going to open a lot of eyes. Dalton, I'd like to ask you about it. Since you're the center, obviously, uh, what's it been like working with Talon? And um, and also, Coach mentioned 28 seniors, too. I mean, um, what's what's it about this class that makes it special? Uh, we're a very special class. You know, we have a lot of experience. And uh, I just feel like that whenever we're all firing on the right cylinders, we're going to be we're gonna be able to go great places. And, you know, about Talon, he's most, he's most likely will be a very good quarterback in this GMC league, you know, uh, it's been a lot of downfalls lately, but, you know, from freshman year and sophomore year, but the amount of growth he's had is expert, like it's great, you know, and I can't wait to get to work with him even more and, you know, just, you know, make everything what people expect is what y'all going to get. Offensively, I know you have a lot of players that are, who are really talented. I mean, Jordan Jackson really stepped up for you last year at running back. Um, can you talk about him and maybe some of the other school, school yeah, players? Yeah, I mean, for him, the kid that's never played a running back ever, you know, week four, we, we just brought him in the office and said, hey, we need a guy that can just go the distance anytime he touches it. And you've got the, I think you've got the speed to do that. So it was a little bit of a learning curve for him, to, especially when you run an inside zone, you know, not a whole lot of gap schemes. You know, you've got to kind of learn to develop how to see that and, and read it. And, um, you know, as the season went on, he got better and better, but he just had that big play ability. And it's kind of funny because he's committed to West Virginia University as a defensive back. He's not going to play defensive back for us. I mean, he's going to play running back, and he's going to be the guy that, that totes it for us, and he still has that. And, and he is now a running back, in my opinion. When you watch him make the cuts and the reads, um, he can do all those things. And, you know, he, he's going to be in some, some nickel package stuff for us on defense, but, um, you know, he's not going to waste any time uh, missing carries on offense because he's playing over that side of the ball. How has his twin brother Josiah improved from a year ago? You know, Josiah's just a really long athlete. You know, he's committed to West Virginia also at corner, and I, I'm happy for that family because, you know, there was some time there where Jordan was thinking of maybe committing to a school here in the Midwest, and, and uh, he ended up going to West Virginia with his brother. So I'm glad that family didn't have to split up on Saturdays and, and try to figure that out. But, uh, you know, obviously Josiah – a lot of special things. I think he's just got a really high ceiling. He's so long and athletic, you know, it's six foot one and runs well and really competitive. And they're two totally different kind of athletes. You know, Jordan's a few inches shorter, but a little bit thicker. Um, and, and, and Josiah's just long and covers ground. I'm going to keep with the offensive theme here. I mean, um, Dalton, obviously, being one of your leaders, uh, what has he meant for the offensive line? 
You know, I think the move, when he moved to center last year, and that happened at halftime at Lakota West, um, our, our, our starting center broke his hand in the second quarter, and then the backup center had a really bad, got a bad sprained ankle right in our last drive before halftime. And I looked at our line coach and said, well, Dalton's the best athlete we got, and he's better figure it out at halftime. Um, and he, hadn't, he hadn't snapped the ball before that. So um, he took it, didn't complain. He was playing guard at the time, so natural move, moved him into center. He's been there since. And our offense has just really skyrocketed since his move there. Um, you know, he's a center in college, and I think that um, our offense can click when he's clicking. What was that transition like for you, Dalton? I mean, you, coaches say, hey, you got to snap the ball. I mean, what, how quick did you have to adjust? Uh, it was honestly pretty crazy because, like, I've, like, I've moved to multiple positions, and I never once thought in my lifetime that I'd be playing center. But, I mean, like you said, I just didn't complain. You know, my team needed me, and you just got to do what you got to do in this league. How did you kind of refine your craft even this offseason? Uh, a whole lot of practicing with snapping. You know, snapping was kind of a struggle for me last year. And uh, recently I've been 50 snaps before practice, 50 snaps after practice, you know, and then, of course, all the pre. It's a whole lot. There's a whole lot of just snapping and just making sure that the ball gets right where the quarterback wants it, you know, so talent can succeed when it's time for us to play. Do you have that confidence that you noticed that's maybe a world of difference from a year ago? Oh, most definitely. I've gained a lot more confidence since last year. You know, it was, like I said, I got through into it. And, you know, when you're not really, like, when you don't play center, you've never played it, you don't know, the, like, the pressure that you get. But once I moved there, I realized that, you know, it's, you know, it's, you really got to step up and you really got to focus what you're doing at all times. Defensively, Coach, I know you have so many standouts here. I don't want to miss anybody, but, uh, you know, James Thomas, obviously second team, all GMC, senior linebacker Ray Coney, who's going to Army West Point, second team, all GMC, brought KV today. Uh, talk, talk about maybe your defensive uh, uh, leadership there. Well, leadership on that side of the ball starts with that guy right there. Um, I mean, he's the guy. I mean, he's the alpha dog in the room, uh, in our building, on either side of the ball. I think anybody on our team will tell you that, um, and that's why he's here today. Um, but he gets us rolling. I mean, he gets things started. And we, we have a lot of really good talent on that side of the ball. Obviously, we've got a, a bunch of D1 guys, James Thomas, you know, 20, 25 offers, whatever he's got. And, uh, you know, I, but I think there's some unsung guys that, that can play. I think, um, you know, I, think we, I start with Matt, Matthew Humbarger. I mean, might be one of the best blitzers I've ever seen in, in 30 years of coaching football. And that's not hyperbole. I mean, the kid can, can blitz. He's a really good blitzer. Um, and then Josh Moppin, I think he's a kid at D-tackle um, that just kind of has flourished um, this offseason. I think he's going to have a super year. And then in the back end, Karen Love is like our guy that is like um, – He's like a utility knife. I mean, he's like a Swiss Army knife. He's our backup quarterback. He's our punt returner. He's our free safety. He, he plays the slot. He can play two back. Um, he does so many things for us, backup punter. And right now he's starting at free safety. Didn't play any defense last year at all. So there's a lot of guys that have stepped up on that side of the ball that I think um, is going to make the defense really special, maybe one of the best defenses I've ever coached. What is it about KV's leadership? I mean, you mentioned regardless of offense or defense that he's the – the true leader for the team? Well, you know, a lot of times you hear people say, like, yeah, you lead by example. And then you have rah-rah guys. Um, then you have guys that just bring energy, right? Well, KV does all those things. I mean, he does – he checks off every box as a leader. Um, he leads by example. His expectations are high. He lets you know. Uh, he's not afraid to, to get in, in you a little bit. <laughs> he's not afraid to get in you a little bit and let you know, like, you're not doing your job. You, you need to do better. And he, he's hard on himself if, if he doesn't do it. So, um, you know, he does check all the boxes as a leader for us. KB, what does Fairfield football mean to you? 
Uh, it actually means a lot because <clears throat> my brother was here the previous years before, and we wore the same number. So then I started to get compared to my brother a lot. So then I had to step up and try to do better than what my brother was doing. And then, you know, all my brothers go here, like every single person in, on that senior class. I die for all of them. So hey, it just means a lot to me. Can't let them down. Is there an example of something maybe where you, you know, corrected a teammate or, as Coach mentioned, you maybe <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> got up to somebody and said something uh, that, that was encouraging, of course. Yeah. I would say, like, the situation previously with me and Dalton, Dalton, uh, he, like, he slammed with somebody on defense, and I didn't really like it. So I went up to Dalton, and we started saying a few words back and forth. But that's my brother, though. So it was just encouraging, and it kept the practice rolling, kept the energy up. Would you notice, Dalton, from, from your teammate that, uh, obviously, this means a lot to him? <laughs> Uh, I just I just know that he loved this game and I, like he said like I die for every one of them and uh, I just know that this you know it's there's <laughs> no words to really say you know what I mean it's it's just all natural you know just keep the energy up and just keep on going. Obviously, KB, you had that family connection. I mean, what's it like on a Friday night? In this case, a season opener against Huber Heights Wayne on a Thursday night, August 18th. But what's it like a, a home game there at Fairfield? And talk about that atmosphere and how special it is for you as a player. The atmosphere, uh, I'm going to start with the tribe. The tribe, like, because I didn't get the experience in my sophomore year of COVID. So the energy was down all the time. But then first game, junior year, walking out on that field, getting to see the tribe in the student section, I mean, it, it felt wonderful. Like, But then, like, this year especially, it's on a Thursday night. Literally everybody will be in that, in that building. There's no other game going on. So I know the energy will be up there. Dalton, what's that mean to you? I mean, how much are you looking forward to that season opener? Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. You know, it's just uh, like like he says, nobody, no other games going on. It's just us and Wayne, and you know, we got to show up. First time you've played Wayne since 2007, I believe, Coach. Is yeah, some... it's been a while. Yeah, we haven't played him since I've been there. I know they used to play back gotcha. when we had three non-league contests in the GMC. Uh, they played, I think they played quite often. Um, no, I think it's it's a huge opportunity for us. I, I can't tell you the excitement our guys had when I told them we were going to open the season on a Thursday night. Uh, they were pumped. When you look at your schedule, and I asked this of Scott Tatillo yesterday, I mean, how do you evaluate that nine-game GMC schedule now? And are you in favor of it? Did you not care for it as much? I, I'm I'm in huge favor of it. You know, obviously being in the, in the conference for 15 seasons, and, and, and Chad can probably piggyback on this being in the conference as well as a head coach. I, I really never liked those years where we had co-champs, and at that time it was uh, who didn't play Coleraine. You know, if, if they went through the schedule, they were co-champs. And there's, you, see, you see a lot of those, if you look back on the website now, there's a lot of times when that happened. But right now, it's, there's no division play. There's, I like it. I mean, I, I think, you know, I, I think we feel pretty good as a, as a conference that we, we're the best, you know, uh, public school conference in the state. You know, we like to say that. And, and I do think that week in and week out, you better be prepared, no matter what a record is, or because everybody has really good players in our conference, and and uh, there's a lot of really good coaches that prepare. Um, so you better be ready to go uh, week week in and week out. And I, I do like the nine game schedule. Speaking of the GMC, I have a trivia question that is related to the GMC. How about that for a segue? Uh, okay, so this is for KV and Dalton. Which GMC team does Fairfield have the most wins against? 
in program history. And I want to give a shout out to Athletic Director Aaron Blankenship, who's sitting over there, who helped me out with uh, some of the research on this. But again, I want to know, which GMC team does Fairfield have the most wins against in program history? Is it A, Mason, B, Hamilton, or C, Sycamore? B, Hamilton. You are absolutely correct. 23 (laughs) wins against Hamilton. Good job, KB. <laughs> Gift cards for you guys. Here you go, Dalton. Well, that's an easy one. The other two just got in the league, you know, about 15 years ago. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, we got the, we got the question going My here. My man. <laughs> well, I want to thank uh, Fairfield coach Jason Krause, along with senior linebacker KV Bivens, senior uh, center Dalton Davis. Uh, thanks for all your time and perspective here on the WCPO High School Insider Podcast. And, Best of luck to Fairfield this year. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate you you having us. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, Gary. Hang out over there. And want to thank Coach Krause again. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to bring up uh, a couple of the Wynwoods players here that uh, joined Coach Murphy. We have senior defensive back Jermaine Matthews and senior linebacker Kirsten Williams. Guys, welcome to the WCPO High School Insider Podcast. Thanks for joining us. How you doing? How you doing? Doing well, thanks. And uh, coach, I guess I'll open it up uh, the conversation to you. And um, obviously, coming off of a Division Two state championship a year ago, a ton of excitement um, and a ton of uh, anticipation for this season. Obviously, in Forest Park, um, as I mentioned earlier, you said this was like the busiest off season maybe you've experienced as a head coach. But what's it been like for you this summer? And what are your impressions of this talented team? Uh, it, to start with, it's just, you know, it's been such a difference between, you know, last year at this time, you know, 365 days ago versus now. And a, and a lot of it's because of the guys across the table, you know, with, with the recruiting. And, and, I mean, man, as soon as that state championship was over, I mean, it was just unbelievable. That, you know, the coaches in and out. And, but, you know, it's just been busy. It's been busy, but, but it's been a good busy because I've been on the other end of this spectrum as well. You know what I mean? So, so I, I'd prefer this, this end, you know, this side of it any day of the year. But uh, it's been great. Um, you know, it's a special place. I'm, I'm blessed to be at a special place, and I've said that since day one. Uh, this, this, this job wasn't about me. It was about continuing on what, what Wenton Woods football has done for a long, long time. And, and uh, it, it's just been unbelievable. These guys show up, they lead, they work, and it's just, you know, it, it's just different. I know the temptation, especially for media people, is to look back at a year ago, whether a team won a state championship or not. And I know you don't want to dwell on that. This is a completely new journey. But still, I'd like to ask you just one question about that. You started the season one and two last year when you took over his head coaching position. I mean, honestly, in your mind, what was going through your mind? I mean, how did, how did the guys get it together? How did you turn it around into a state championship journey up there in Canton? Well, yeah, I mean, we started out one and two, and we were we were four and three once upon a time, you know. I, I think the number one thing was we just never kind of, you know, we, we, we didn't – we didn't freak out for for a sure. better better term, you know what I mean. We just kind of we stayed the course. I, I think maybe that's where you asked earlier about the, about the experience or things you've learned, and, and I think that's what it is. I mean, the worst thing you can do when you're going through some tough times is start changing things and doing this and that. You know what I mean? So um, it, it it just got hot at the right time. We stayed healthy. Uh, we got some kids that that that, that football meant a lot to. Went Woods football meant a lot to them, and and uh, you know we just we just made it happen. It, it was a great run, a great experience. But uh, you know here we are the next year, and, and and we're trying to do this thing. A lot of anticipation, as I mentioned, for this team. I mean, do you channel that energy into something on the field? Do you block it out? Do you embrace it? How do you kind of approach well, all you, that attention? You know, you got to block some out. You know, but you, but you know. We do have some excitement, and that's a good thing. You know, we've got a lot of excitement in our program for, you know, for, for some individual guys. 
um, for the team. So those are those are all things that you know I've been other places. Those are things that every coach in America wants. So we're gonna we're gonna ride it. We're gonna embrace it. You know, but you know we're gonna try to be one and zero every day. We're gonna try to be one and zero every week. Focus on the moment. You know what I mean? And uh, these guys are doing a great job thus far. Jermaine, I know you've earned a lot of spotlight. Obviously, you're being verbally committed to the Ohio State University, but. Um how much have you looked forward to this senior year, this another opportunity to make a lot of memories here with your teammates? Uh, I think everybody just, just think about their senior year a lot. So uh, last year, like you said, like when we just started off rocky, you're just, just thinking about everything. And we didn't freak out, like you said, so we were just working. So things just worked out last year. Now this year, it's, it's even more pressure. So we just going to go out there and work. And I'm just very excited just to get started and, and just be my brothers. Kirsten, how's Coach challenged you and your teammates not to just kind of rest on what happened last year and to be hungry for this year? Um, really, you know, Coach Murph just pushes every day to be better. Um, and, you know, with lifting and stuff like that, practice every day, you know, we just going hard, giving it 110%, like you say, all the time. And, you know, like when we get back into the season this year, just want to know every week that's all we're thinking about to get to where we need to be. So, you know, we're just pushing for the, you know, the sky's the limit. So that's what we're trying to do is reach the sky. Coach, another thing. Go ahead, last year, last year is last year. That's another thing we think. So that happened last year. It's, nothing, it's, it's over now. We got to think about what we got coming up this year, these next couple of weeks and this, this season. I want to talk a little bit about more about the, the players that you have, Coach, but can you tell us a little bit about uh, what makes these guys so special to the team? Well, uh, first and foremost, they're both phenomenal young men, uh, mean a lot to me. I don't, I don't have a son, so so my heart gets in the way a lot of times, you know, in, in this profession, and these are great dudes. I mean, that, first and foremost, that's the best part about them. They're great kids, um, but there's probably not a more talented guy in the country than the guy sitting across from me with the Ohio State hat on, and there's probably not a finer leader uh, and a finer human than, than, than Q Williams. Uh, um, and so, you know, just, just both great kids. This place is loaded, loaded with great young men um, that, like I said earlier, football means a lot to and, and, and they just enjoy working with their brother. So it's I, I love my job. I've loved my job for 21, 22 years, whatever it's been. But I'm really loving my job these days. Could you guys tell? I mean, I know Coach was was on the staff, obviously, a couple of years ago before taking over as head coach. But, Kirsten, I'll start with you. I mean, just Coach talks about um, – beyond football it's about relationships it's about you know treating everybody you know beyond the game um how much did how long did it take for you to see that you and your teammates that coach was not just about the x's and o's that he was about what's best for us as student athletes um i think i feel like i noticed that like right off the bat you know as soon as he got the head coaching job he just been taking care of us ever since then you know um like the you know adversity the um, other coaching staff had left us and stuff like that. So, you know, we had to get new people to fill in those spots. So I feel like he's just been taking care of us ever since then and looked out for us ever since. Coach doesn't turn his phone off, Jermaine. He just told me that. So, I mean, is that one of those things where if you need something, you can text him at, at any hour of the day? Yeah, definitely. Uh, he was here the year before he got the head coaching job. So we like we knew him a little bit. And he just always wanted to just cool coaches and just, just what's, that, what's the word I'm looking for? Like... <laughs> encouraging everybody and just everybody just love them so when uh when we was getting a new coach there was a lot of candidates and we all was talking like as a team a lot of people were trying to transfer out and all of that but we we all had one agreement that we wanted coach Murphy to be our coach and it worked out in our favor everybody stayed i think we had like probably one person leave everybody stayed we all just put our head down for real and work when woods opens the season against trotwood madison on august 19th and uh coach if, this, if somebody's watching your team right away in the season opener, how different 
will it look, I guess, just from, from both sides of the ball from your standpoint? Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, not, 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 nothing big. You know, not, uh, some wrinkles here and there, both sides of the ball. Um, obviously, our defense is going to fly around. You know, I, I think our team speed, we, we were fast last year. I, I, think we're, I think we're even a little faster, more athletic this year. Obviously, lost some really, really good players on the defensive side of the ball and the offensive side of the ball. But for the most part, schematically, I mean, you know, we've got some wrinkles, like I said, here and there. But, but we're going to run the ball on offense. Um, you know, we're going to play great defense and play some good special teams for sure. Who's your quarterback right now? Uh, we've, we've got a few. I mean, we, we, we've got Van George. We, we've got Siante Stewart. And we've got Dalen Jarman, three guys competing. Um, and and it's, it's, it's been kind of fun to watch, you know, since early June to now. Um, you know, obviously a couple guys are, are, are kind of pushing each other and, and, and trying, to, trying to find out who it's going to be, you know. But we don't, we don't know exactly yet. You know, we've got some ideas, some things like that. But um, – We've got some quarterbacks that can throw it around a little bit right now. And in combination with the running game, we're feeling pretty good about that. I know there's so many players just like Fairfield, as I mentioned, that you could go through here. But can you kind of maybe take us through quickly both sides of the ball, uh, who you're looking toward really to step up for you this year, maybe yeah. offensively? Yeah, we'll start defensively. These, obviously, these two – Q was our, our leading tackler last year. Obviously, Jermaine's Jermaine. Um, you know, we've got Cam Calhoun going to the University of Cincinnati, committed to the University of Cincinnati. Taron Macklin, a D, a D tackle for us. I, I think he's, he's one of the best interior D, D tackles in the state of Ohio. Um, really, really good player. Cam Jackson is, is another one on, on, on that front that, that we're expecting a lot of things out of. Offensively, uh, we got James Minor returning, uh, uh, running back. Tremar Harris, a wide receiver. Darian Fannin, a couple guys with some, you know, some, some state championship experience um, that we're really looking to lean on. Then we, we, you know, we got Trey Cornus, obviously came in, 220-pound um, back that we're, we're pretty excited Georgia about. Georgia Tech commit. Yeah, yep. Georgia Tech commit. So we're pretty excited. You know, we got to put it all, all, all together. We got some holes to fill and, and seeing how, how it's going to shake out, you know, just seeing how it's going to be. But, you know, I feel like if any place has been able to uh, reload, you know, reload instead of rebuild, it, it's been probably Winton Woods in the last 30 years. You know, I mean, never never just re, rebuilding, kind of reloading. Some guys have, have, have waited, their, waited their turn. And, you know, I, I've seen it the couple years that I've been there. Um, iron sharpens iron. You know, we've, we, we've got guys, I mean, Jermaine, prime example across the table, Jermaine didn't play a down of, uh, didn't play much varsity football at all as a sophomore. You know what I mean? And 365 days later, he's got, you know, 50 offers and right. committed to Ohio State. You know what I mean? But we really believe in that iron sharpens iron. We feel like our offense, from an offensive standpoint, we don't go against a better defense in the state of Ohio than what we go against every day in practice. You know what I mean? So um, it, it, it's a great place. It truly is. And just really couldn't be more excited. One player who I really thought stepped up for you in the postseason was Casey Spears last year. Yeah. He's so versatile for you. Yeah. Tell us, is he going to be playing all those positions, by yeah, the way? Yeah. He, he does a little bit of everything for you. Yeah. Did I, did I not mention Casey Spears a minute ago? <laughs> I was about to say Holy his name. moly. I was about to say his he, name. He, he's honestly, and I, and I told every college coach coming in the building, he's, he's got, you know, five plus offers. I mean, probably should have 10 or 15, but he, he's one of the most dynamic dudes in the state of Ohio returning. There's not a doubt. I don't care the division either. He, he's a top five ATH in the state, hands down. Um, but, but he's going to do exactly what he did last year. He, he's going to play wide receiver. He's going to play some quote-unquote wildcat quarterback. He's going to play some running back. He's a phenomenal punter. We directional punt. We don't rugby punt. We directional punt, and, and there's not a finer one around. He's a holder on field goal PAT, kind of like, like Coach's guy earlier. I mean, he, he just does so many things. He, he's just a he's – a, he's, a, he's a football junkie. I mean, he just – you know, throw a football out there, man, and, and he's occupied. He's good. You know, he's good. Just a great kid. But, but yeah, just, just phenomenal young man, phenomenal talent.
Tell us a little bit about your scrimmage schedule and how you're preparing for Trotwood. Yeah, we've got uh, Sycamore Friday night, which I think Coach Dottillo, I, I think I think Coach Krause will agree. There's probably not a finer coach around, you know, um, than, than Coach Dottillo. They do a great job, you know. Um, so we've got Sycamore week one. We feel like that's very comparable to ECC teams. You know, you know they're gonna, they're coached well. They're not going to make a ton of mistakes. So we feel like that's a pretty good scrimmage for us. And then the, the next Friday night we play uh, Moeller, which we you know we we know they're supposed to have a pretty good team this year, I guess. So. Um, um, I, we feel like that'll be a pretty good test for us. So, so uh, Sycamore and then Moeller. Before I let you guys go here, Jermaine and Kirsten, I'm just kind of curious what Winton Woods football means to both of you and playing on a Friday night there at Charlie Frederick Stadium. Kirsten, I mean, can you tell me about how special that is, um, being able to play for the Warriors? Uh, playing for the Warriors, you know me. My brother came from Winton Woods High School, you know, Ohio State running back. So, you know me, I always wanted to go to Winton Woods ever since I seen him playing football there, you know, high school football. You know, he was just different. So, you know, he always inspired me. You know, he's still inspiring me now just seeing my own brother playing, you know, at the next level. So that's where I'm trying to get to be. What about for you, Jermaine? How special uh, is it for you? Kind of the same for him. I also had a relative that uh, is an alumni, uh, Chris Oates. That was my uh, my cousin. Okay. Uh, I just seen him playing and all the success he had, and all the success that defensive backs had here at Wynn Woods. We had a whole a lot of defensive backs that's doing great things now. So it's really just it just uh, it just being a whole bunch a lot to me, and I'm just very excited just to get ready with my senior year and just get things kicked off. I think people saw uh, online University of Kentucky had its media day yesterday and uh, Chris Oates was part of the team photo front and center there and uh, how much has he inspired you and your teammates there around Winton Woods? A lot. He, um, I think he actually at the school right now actually so okay. he, he comes to visit us a lot so it just, it just inspired us a lot. All the good things he was doing and then it just got taken away just like this so it just you just can't take things for granted for real. That's just that's the biggest lesson out of that. It's just don't take anything for granted. Everything could be good and good for you, and then just can all just stop. How have you and your teammates supported him? Yeah, a lot. Uh, we we uh, every time we see him, he, everybody shake his hand. Everybody want to take some pictures. It's is great. It's great. Great, great. Well, uh, we got a little bit of trivia here for you both here, Kirsten and uh, Jermaine, and it's related to Winton Woods and uh, actually. Uh, a coach that you know very well, defensive coordinator Carlton Gray. So uh, that's my guy. <laughs> that's <laughs> Let's my guy. see, a multiple choice here. So Winton Woods defensive coordinator Carlton Gray is a Forest Park High School graduate who later starred at UCLA. The defensive back was inducted in the UCLA Athletics Hall of Fame in 2004. Who did Gray play for during his first four NFL seasons? So Coach Gray played in the NFL, but uh, which team did he play for his first four NFL seasons in? If you know without the multiple choice, by all means, let me know. But A, Cincinnati Bengals, B, San Diego Chargers, San Diego Chargers, C, Seattle Seahawks. C, Seattle Seahawks. You are absolutely correct. Great job. Coach Gray is also the uh, head girls basketball coach there and a legend in the Forest Park community. So I want to thank Coach Chad Murphy, also uh, Jermaine Matthews and Kirsten Williams for your time here today, and uh, best of luck to Winton Woods this entire season. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it. Appreciate you, Mike, and Chick-fil-A. Thank you, guys. <laughs> and uh, that will conclude our fourth and final special preseason podcast here at the Chick-fil-A. We want to thank again Fairfield Chick-fil-A owner and operator Daryl Nelson for all the hospitality today, and uh, it was simply a fantastic uh, opportunity uh, to, to join um, 
Chick-fil-A and talk high school football for the very first time here at the Fairfield location. So thank you again, and thank you for the entire Chick-fil-A team all week. We really had a great time, and we're looking forward to an excellent high school football season around greater Cincinnati. Thanks again for watching and listening. We will talk to you soon.